reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Dr. Sivik the Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. My brother, it's good to see you for another week. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. Bro, we're going to stop right there just for a moment. I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me and talk to me. Talk to me. What's What happened? What did I witness with USC Trojans? What in the hell happened? Help me here with that. USC in the top four, in the playoff picture, going the conference championship against Utah, go up 17 zip. I turned away from it because I said, okay, you know, I got basketball. That's my first love. I come back and we're in a dog fight. Caleb Williams is hurt. And then there was no more, there was no tackling. So please tell me, here's, here's, I, I'm at a loss for words for USC uh, and what they did on that night, that being Saturday. Was it Saturday? Is that correct? No, Friday, excuse me. So I'm at a loss for words with what they did on Friday. So I want you to help me with dissecting what happened in that game. And my question to you, sir, is, is this a successful season? Yes, no, and why? I will tell you what happened to USC as soon as we find Marco Polo, Marco <laughs> Polo. After the first quarter, they were done, man. And people don't remember. Look, Utah's a bad boy. They are that brother on the block they warned you about. And people were slipping and sleeping on Utah. Utah is the only game USC lost. Utah was the preseason favorite to win the Pac-12 championship. So it's no surprise who Utah was. They're saying, look, we are defending Pac-12 champs. How dare you slight us? They came into the season ranked seventh. So they lose to U.S. They beat USC, but they lost to Oregon. They lost to UCLA, mm -hmm. and uh, they lost to Florida. That's who Utah lost against. Now Florida turned out to be nobody. UCLA won, uh, lost two games. Uh, one to USC, and I forget the other team. I believe it's Tennessee or someone. So again, Utah been licking their chops. So. In the game they did play against USC, it was a shootout. The loss was uh, they won 43-42. to 42. So USC came out firing all cylinders, which they should have because they, they had something to prove. And Utah took, you said, there's a dogfight. 
And then they realized the dog was no longer in that fight or that fight was no longer in the dog because Utah took their soul. They exercised whatever demons they needed to do and they played with them like they were on a playground somewhere. But I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. We are, we overachieved this year. We did far more better than I expected us to do. Considering last year we only won three or four games. I mean, that, so to even get to the Pac-12 championship game was not even on the radar. I looked at this year as a rebuilding year, new head coach, put in the system. We've dealt with mediocrity for the last 10 years. So I was happy just being part of a conversation that said, wow, USC could be in the top 10. I wasn't expecting us to be top 10. Top 25, yes. Top 10, no. Top 5, whoa. So when that happened, expectations increased. And now the discussion happens around college football playoff. And anyone will tell you, I, I don't want us to make it to the college football playoff. We are not ready. Our defense showed throughout this year. We're not ready to play at that level. To get embarrassed by Georgia, we could score all day. But we can't stop anything. So that would have been a very physical matchup. That would have been extremely hard to watch. So I'm not disappointed on what USC's okay. season. I am disappointed how they showed up for the Pac-12 championship game. Because not yeah. all eyes are on you. But I definitely believe it would have been a different game had Caleb been healthy. He's a Heisman hopeful. They've already released the Heisman finalist today. Uh, all indications point that he should win the Heisman. But I'm not disappointed by the season. I'm disappointed how the season ended. I wish we would have had a better showing. Um, and then the other side, it definitely adds the criticism to the college football playoffs. How am I – I liked how TCU's coach stated. So how do I get penalized for participating in a championship game? If you have the regular season games – 12 games, everyone plays 12 games, and at the end of those 12 games, everyone's rated, one through four, what have you. Then you have those teams that had distinguished themselves, set themselves apart to participate in their conference championship game. So I should not have nothing to lose. I've already showed you I, I won every game I needed on my regular season. Now I make it to the pinnacle of my conference when all the other, when majority of the rest of the league is not even playing, and I lose – and I get busted out of the the, the 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 college football rankings. I think that's unfair. So there's another piece there where, if anything, they can use the regular season as the play-in game, and then the winner of your conference championship can get seeded. That's fine. But at least everyone's playing for something. Even a Utah should be playing for something other than just the Pac-12 championship. So if they had it where the winners of these conference championships Make it in automatically. All right, now you're seated. And then uh, the person, the, the team who may have been the, the favorite that loses out, they shouldn't just lose. They're going to the Cotton Bowl to play Tulane. How do you go from beating UCLA, beating Notre Dame, going to your Pac-12 championship, you lose the Pac-12 championship, so which means you don't go play at the Rose Bowl. You were number four in the nation, and now you're playing in the Cotton Bowl against number 14 Tulane? I had a successful season. Why am I being penalized because I made it to my championship game and I lost? So 
I think that's where the fallacy is within the college football playoffs and CAA. <clears throat> I understand they're changing uh, the format 24 and 25 to 12 teams. But for now, you asked the original question, am I disappointed? Not disappointed in the season. Disappointed in how the season yeah. ended. We um, we are over these. I'm very happy what we were able to accomplish in one year. Yeah. I um... – like you, I feel like we're ahead of expectations. You got a first-year coach with this organization. Then you bring in a quarterback. So first year under this system. So overachievers, yes. Higher than expected, yes. Successful season, yes. Uh, but for me as a fan and like most, once you start gaining success, your expectations start to rise. And so – I expected better and more. How do you forget to tackle when it's the most important game today? Not and you can't look down the road. You got to think about today. Fundamentally, tackling is taught in grade school. And I'm looking at the game when I finally tune back into the game, I'm seeing the the dog fight and then I don't see the urgency in my defense. You got to stop somebody. You got to act like you want to stop somebody. So getting back to the game, uh, just just a, a, a terrible showing. And I believe due in part because Caleb was hurt, hamstring or whatever leg ailment he had, he couldn't perform and function. And yet he's out there on one leg and doing his job, but he couldn't tackle. <laughs> he's the quarterback. Love his moxie. I love him him standing up and, and performing at the highest level at the high, at the time that he needed to. Something needs to happen on defense. It's, it's really fundamental. Too many times in that game, I'm seeing guys trying to get the big hit, the blow-up hit. Wrap up. Gang tackle. Maybe it's the coaching. I, I, not, not the head coach, but I'm looking at the defensive coordinator. I'm looking at the defensive coaches. Maybe it's scheme. Oh, it's his first year. Also, as a deep defensive coordinator, he came over with Lincoln Riley, and I'm hearing he's not that great and he's still learning on the job. Well, that might explain a whole lot, but I need somebody equally, and we talked about this before, as good as Lincoln Riley is on defense. That's what we need, and or we need to go to the, to the, to the pro ranks, or we need to break it down fundamentally so expectations start to rise as you get to the higher level and so i just want it more i don't expect my teams to win everything i do like them to win everything but somebody has to go home but give me a better showing give me a better uh, give me some better competition that's all i want and so to go out the way and and, it, and you said it already i'm not trying to belabor the point but i'm just saddened to say the way they went out didn't look like a a top four team so they're they shouldn't be they don't even look like a top 10 team, so they shouldn't be. But when you look at the big picture, uh, uh, still a very successful season. And I know a lot of people would like to be where they are. Yes, it's the Cotton Bowl, but but still, I'm thinking about next year now. You know, I'm thinking about, okay, transfer portal, he's successful. We're going, we're, we're, we got big things coming. So um, when you when you when you think about that. Great. Okay, let's go. And I'm going to expect more even next year, but we got to shore up the defense. Got to shore up the defense. Let's stay in the college ranks there just for a minute because we're going to 
Prime, Prime is in the news, man. And I got to get your take and your feelings on him leaving Jackson State, going to Colorado. Who saw this coming? I certainly didn't. And I'm a little disappointed. So let me let me start off by saying I'm disappointed, first and foremost, because I thought he did so much for the HBCU. Uh, name recognition, him being prime himself. Uh, and, and, and I get it. It's 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 it, it comes down to dollars and it comes down to cents. And who does not want to continue to try to either improve yourself, your brand, and or your team, uh, which I've been told he wants everybody to get paid to include those that are in his camp. So with him getting to Colorado, people in his camp have the potential to make more as well. So Jackson State, um, you get shortchanged. Um, I, I wish Dion had stayed because I thought he did, again, he did more for the HBCU just by being there. Uh, but golly, man, who, who I, I didn't see Colorado in his future. And of all places, why Colorado? So I'm, I'm, I wish he had stayed, but he didn't do this for me. And Prime has his own thing going on. But 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 I'm a fan of, of Prime and I hope and I hope he can turn it around and bring big things to Colorado, not only because of name recognition, but because you are a coach Prime and you had a successful run in your years at Jackson State. So I certainly want to get your thoughts on Prime leaving Jackson State going to Colorado, sir. We knew it would come. I just did not think it would come this soon. I know he's been on staff at Jackson State for three seasons. However, I really thought he would work and master plan. When I say that, he had the momentum that yes. many – other HBCU coaches do not have. He has the momentum, the influence, the power, the voice, the charisma that I thought his ultimate goal was to bring a level of not legitimacy because it is real football, but get that recognition yes. and allow the level of play to be commiserate with what we see with the Oklahomas, the SCs and Alabamas. Allow, right. allow the resources to start flowing to our HBCU programs. And, and, and draw that attention on what they are, who they are, how impactful these athletes are as well, and, and then parlay that into something. Why not lobby right. and be so powerful where he's able to have a Jackson State or the SWAC now be uh, indoctrinated to the SEC or the MEAC right. being indoctrinated to the ACC? Something where his influence is so strong where – it, it brings that visibility. Anyone who's gone to the HBCU or had the opportunity to visit a classic can see that the resources afforded to an HBCU versus a PWI are stark differences. I yep. make no bone. I went to Southern Cal, class of 98. And you can, once you go on our campus, you can see where that alumni money and that dollars and what the football program does and how much money is pumped to our university. UCLA, Alabama, go. Same yeah. time, you go to Alabama, University of Alabama, you go to Auburn University, but then go to Alabama A&M, go to Alabama State. You tell me what's the difference in their football stadium, their football locker room, right. their football field, the, 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 right. the, the assets, the access and assets and resources their players have in comparison to a team that's up the street. How about go to Florida State and right across the street, you have FAMU. 
So I right. would have really enjoyed watching him leverage his pool and his connections and drawing that visibility. And once his mission is complete, hey, my work here is done. So now when you right. go to Colorado or you go to an Auburn, those the, the coach that backfills you at Jackson State is not fighting from behind. He now has that same access to the transfer portal, same level of influence where students that are blue chippers, your your four-star, five-star recruits that will now start considering, wow, I think I'll go to North Carolina A&T versus UNC Chapel Hill. Why? Because I know I'm, I will get the same opportunity. I know I will get the same visibility, same TV exposure. So for that, I thought he had a, a bigger plan before he would jump. And then yeah. I'm with you. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. But I really believe he could have found a better opportunity in Colorado. He's going to the Pac-12. Uh, luckily for him, USC and UCLA are now going to the Big Ten. But he's going to get some monsters in the Pac-12. When is Colorado ever going to be relevant? I will mm. I will put money on it that his level of influence will not be the same level that it was at Jackson State. His community he built immediately. with those yeah. students will not be yeah. the same. And so it will be interesting as he goes through the now traditional coaching carousel that sees coaches like a chip Kelly that may start at Oregon and then he's let go or then he goes to the to the to the league and then he comes back to college and you got these coaches that start bouncing because he's now really dealing with boosters with expectations we hired you from Jackson State with the expectation you would change our program around I don't think he's ready for that aspect of it but it'll be interesting and, and not rooting for him but I really thought he had yes. a, a larger plan at play uh, to see. And it will be definitely – now he's in the Big Five Power Conference. It will be very interesting yeah. to see how how impactful he is and how long they'll give him in this new space. I, I love what you said. It's like mission incomplete at Jackson State. And so that's my takeaway, and that would be the biggest thing. Uh, I couldn't have said it better. Well said. Well said. Let's go to the NFL. And man, uh, it's quarterback hospital injury mass unit time. We got Lamar injured, not going to play this upcoming week. We got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season. We got Baker Mayfield on the waiver wire. We got Russell Wilson not doing what he's supposed to do up in Denver after signing that big contract. So we got injuries. We got failed performances. We talk about Russell. Tom Brady still has a chance, man, uh, of making the playoffs in his division. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, and we have talked about these things, man, uh, and it's quarterback-led league. We, let's, let's keep it real. So let's, let's go there. This past weekend, quarterback injuries. I, I led with Lamar, Jimmy Garoppolo. What happens to those particular franchises with high expectations coming into this year? I toss it to you, sir. Man, it feels like it is straight the Dr. Vic story today. You're dealing with SC and now the Ravens. I tell you what, I, I believe who's what team's in a better position. <laughs> the team in a better position is probably San Francisco. Um, I said it because their defense is strong. Their defense is strong. You added McCaffrey. You got Ayuk on the offensive side. You got Debo. You just need somebody to manage the game. 
manage the game. Yeah. And with Shanahan opens that offense up where you got a powerful run game, you can pass it, you got some threats out there. There's someone that can and he had a line that will protect. So I really believe they are in the best position to deal with their they were already playing with the second string quarterback. So Shanahan is a wizard, and I would not put it past him to uh to put some schemes together to allow his quarterback, uh, the third string Purdy, to be successful. And then you look at the division. It's only a race against Seattle. Unlike the AFC North, them Bengals that just knocked off Kansas City, who's got Kansas City's number. Uh, the Browns are somewhat still floating around there. It's a, it's a, it'll be tough, tough sledding for the Ravens. Um, and now we're still dealing with, you know, we got it, we got it okay back at quarterback. He, he, he came through for us last year, but not to the mm-hmm. point where he put up a lot of victories for us. He managed the game. We had a stronger defense, I would think, last year than this year, as as evident for not being able to close games. We easily could be eleven and one right now. That's how bad our defense right. has been, and our inability to close out games. Where if he did get injured with the eleven and one record, would it be as catastrophic to the season uh, as it is now? They don't know if this how long he'll be out. At least they know with Jimmy G, he's done. So now you go ahead and plan for that. Either pick up someone off the waiver wire, uh, you know, develop your third string. But with Lamar, it's a day to day. They they said it's most likely he will not play this week. So then, will it be more likely the following week? How long do we play that? Because we're already in week thirteen. So I I I am concerned because we're already on that cusp. We're a division leader, but one or two more losses. We're now in the wild card race, and the Bengals yeah. have hit the stride right now. This win this last weekend gave them max confidence, where that's a whole other team. And Jamar Chase just came back. So I think the competition within the division alone poses a bigger threat to the Ravens as opposed to what's happening in uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. A couple of weeks ago, you and I talked about Lamar and him betting on himself, you know, at the end of the season, he's a free agent. Uh, we talked about it. If, he, if anybody has watched this show, how we rave about Lamar and his ability, including me. Um, and, and we talked about it. Playing to protect himself, play for that dollar, play. And then I, I, I said, when you try not to get hurt, you tend to get hurt. I don't, I don't wish that. I, I wish I were wrong. Uh, but he's hurt now. How does this injury, it, it's got to affect his dollars at the end of the season. It's got to. And so I got to ask you, are you concerned about his injury and him getting paid? Hit me. He's not guaranteed that he's going to even sign with this team. So in my humble opinion, it's going to factor, depend on how he finishes the season and where they end up, whether or not he gets paid. And if he starts sitting out or cannot play, it's going to affect his dollars in the end. Um, so bad timing. And again, I just had wished the full maximum potential, all the weapons. To, if, 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 if he's a Swiss Army knife, use every blade and every utensil on the Swiss Army knife. And he wasn't. And he didn't. And I don't want to wish that he was conservative. And you're telling me possibly he was because he got to protect himself. 
this all is going against his plan than if that were the case, being injured. Hunley is not Lamar. Hunley, matter of fact, who is? You know, so Lamar is his own uh, video game, you know, but he hasn't played up to Lamar's potential. So I think he's painted himself into a, a nasty corner because the last thing he wanted was to get injured, and he is now. So being day-to-day, game-to-game, week-to-week, not a good sign because Harbaugh, organization, you got a plan. You got a goal. You got to move forward for, with what you have. Well, they didn't have a whole lot. You talked about their defense. They've been giving up the draws uh, late in games. And so being division winners matters. Wild card, you don't want. You don't want to be on the road. And it's going to be cold. And you want your best players in the best places at the best time. Lamar has to get healthy, and I can see him sitting out because he needs to be 100%, not 80%. He needs to be 100% because he doesn't have all the assets that he needs to really do um, and be successful when you're talking about uh, Cincinnati Bengals and and uh, and that's it primarily in their division. So I started with that. that. I want to go back to the 49ers. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, all stars. We got all pros running back tied in uh, uh, playmakers on the re- receiving end. Can you say Trent Dilfer? Can you say Joe Flacco? So I can see similarities to the old Ravens, how they won Super Bowls with not a star, an all pro quarterback. And so that's all Purdy has to do as a third string quarterback. Oh, mind you, Jimmy Garoppolo, and you said it, he was a second string quarterback who started without a playbook this season, who wasn't even practicing with the first team. It was Trey Lance's team. And so he had to come up to speed. And I believe Shanahan can manufacture, scheme up, and get Purdy ready. He played yesterday, what, three quarters of the game? And he looked pretty good considering he didn't have a run with the first team all week. And he came up, showed up, and I felt – and they still won. So – they are better equipped. The other point, yes, it's the, the, it's the NFC West, but it's just the NFC in general. There's really no challengers in the NFC. So they can ride Purdy all the way to the championship, possibly to the Super Bowl. And then that's when, you know, playmakers got to make plays. And so I started off with this, this part of the segment talking about Trent Dilbert and Flacco. Well, the defense will have to step up and hopefully give him short – Short fields to, to manage. I'm talking about Purdy. And their special teams will have to do what they do. Put it in the hands of the playmakers for the 49ers, and they can keep going on with strike. But I think they need somebody. I'm not talking about Baker. I'm not a Baker fan. But somebody to back him up, not just anybody off the street. I toss it back to you, sir. You know, this is where, going back to Lamar piece, what do you do as a team player? So if he doesn't play and they lose, they'll say, wow, he's worth a lot of money. We can't afford not to have him. (laughs) But do you say, no, I want my team to succeed. Then they'll say, we don't need to pay on that much money because we could win without him. So he really paid himself in a big, big pickle. The challenge that'll probably, this challenge will only be a challenge the season at the next. 
they'll most likely franchise tag him. So they'll lock him in for this next year. Okay. Now that means in that next year, so that's that's two years he'll be playing for this contract. Um, he he's got a, it, it's a challenge. And here goes the other thing, and I understand his. See this this is why it backfires. Russell Wilson asked for that money, he peed in the bed. Kyler Murray <laughs> not in playoff team. Deshaun Watson he missed eleven games. Will they even make it to the playoffs? So now you just armed your franchise with saying, I don't think that's worth, I don't think your position's worth that money. You show me mm. which quarterback has made that money and done something mm. with it. Hell, Aaron Rodgers mm. can't even finish the season. So, mm. yes, I understand you were MVP three seasons ago, but what have you done for me lately? Because I'll also say, Oh, you may have won MVP three years ago. You still have not won me a playoff game. So you want me to pay you for what? The last two seasons, you've missed games due to injury. Prior to that, you hadn't missed any games to injury. So now you just tip the scales in this negotiation process. You just skip, the, mm-hmm. you just tip the scales. And so yep. it will be interesting. I will say, as a diehard Raven fan, we cannot afford not to pay the man. We have not had a franchise quarterback. I talked about Steve McNair, but that's towards the tail end of his career. But that's the last big-name, well-known quarterback. We actually built our offense around our quarterback this time. Our defense is the weakest link right now. And so he definitely has a – he has some negotiation – uh, opportunities as well, but definitely tip the scales. Uh, we, we can't afford not to pay him. He cannot afford and he go to any of these other teams in the league. He can do it. But now, the, now he's asking them to change their format around him. Their schemes. Yes. The Ravens went from a Flacco, which was a pass first quarterback pocket passer, changed the whole culture, the whole offense around him so they're both in bed together where he can't expect the team at five years in to change their whole uh offensive structure to support him nor can you expect the ravens you know to now get a new quarterback get rid of roman i mean it'd be a whole lot so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting but hey stranger things have happened when it comes down negotiations and money you know team wants to save money Lamar wants to make money. What are they gonna do? Yeah. Hey, it's 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 exciting time now, man, because uh, it's just around the corner. Well, you know about fantasy, so fantasy playoffs have started, which almost correlate to people are the, the professionals are positioning themselves right now. You want to rest, you can't rest, can't afford to rest. Some are hurt. Everybody's hurt, and so who's 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 in, who's out. And so exciting time coming around the corner for the for the NFL. Matter of fact, we got Saturday games getting ready to come up. So everything's about to ramp up, brother. And it's and it's on and popping. You mentioned Cincinnati earlier. What they did against the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday was acting like big brother against little brother yesterday. No, let me change that. Little brother finally beat up on big brother three times in a row. So he ain't such a little brother no more. Maybe big brother need to leave him alone. The Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, 
Jamar Chase, Higgins, Boyd. Oh, man. I don't know how, uh, how, how, how can you stop them? They got a second string running back who looks like a first string running back. How do you stop them? How do you scheme against them? And speaking of that game yesterday against the Chiefs, the Chiefs really don't have a defense. They really don't have a defense. That's how bad Patrick Mahomes is. He overcomes the defense. They just outscore everybody. Well, that was a great game. for You said uh, the Bengals are getting their confidence. They're getting their, hitting their stride right on time, right on time. So the Ravens and that AFC uh, division there, it's going to be nasty. Lamar needs to get healthy. I don't say I, I, don't rush back, brother. Get healthy because them Bengals are going to want to punch you in the mouth, literally. So exciting, exciting time. But I want to ask you. No, I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to tell you about your Lakers. I'm going to tell you about your Lakers. You're missing some good-ish, man. You're missing some good-ish. And what you're missing, okay, they're two games under 500. I know you are a self-imposed exile from them. I get it. I understand it. But I'm telling you, to see their growth, to see them melding together, to see the ham effect, exciting to play. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you how excited I am. My expectations now have risen. I talked about, we talked about, I didn't see them making, you know, the playoffs. I didn't see them making, even cracking the, the eight seed. No, after what they did against the Bucks on that Friday night, and that's the reason why I was changing from USC, I went to the Lakers and I saw the Lakers play against the Bucks on the road in Giannis' house and AD outplayed Giannis that night. So the Lakers are feeding everything through AD like they should. LeBron, on most nights, is not the best player on the team. AD is. AD, right now, is in the MVP conversation. He's not playing. He doesn't have the body of work that uh, Tatum has, and Tatum wouldn't be my MVP choice, but, but it's like 1A and 1B. Last night, in particular, AD just put a simple 55 points on your Washington Wizards, and, and he's just blowing up like that. Double digits boards, 15, 17, it doesn't matter what night, and he's blocking shots. So he is performing. Everything's going through him. He's accepted that role. And talk about role playing, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. He's the energizer bunny. All that energy he had with the Wizards and with OKC, uh, and even with Houston, I think, for a minute. I believe it was with Houston. Seems like he was with Houston, but I don't know. Uh, but the energy that he was that he had before, he's bringing that, but off the bench. So he's a he's a pace setter. He's a game changer just with energy alone, and he's great, and he's needed for that second unit. So I got to tell you these things because I know you're missing out. You're not going to sacrifice your Eastern Standard Time Zone sleep. You're not going to be sleep deprived on that side on that East Coast. I get it. So I got to be the one to fill you in. You got two more games left, and then we can talk about it back and forth and tell me what you see. But for right now, you're getting it from me firsthand.
they're playing very well, brother. And Ham has got them playing very well and sacrificing themselves for the better of the team. I appreciate hearing that. You get me charged up. I actually peeped the standings, <laughs> got a little excited. I'm going to put it down. I'm not going to do it. They're not going to suck me in. I, and, I, and I've been reading <laughs> the clipping. I, I, I've been, I saw some of the, you know, the highlights. He's looking great. I'm like, as soon as I tune in, what's going to happen? So, you know what? I'm going I'm to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Don't watch, because you might be the problem. Don't watch. <laughs> you might jinx it, so don't watch. <laughs> I ain't going to watch nothing. Look, they get through this East Coast road trip, come back with that. Uh, I know they play the Raptors and then the, the 76ers. Uh, they make it out this comeback. Man, look, it sounds exciting. It sounds exciting. I am getting there, but I also said over 500 or by Christmas. Hey, they may have both. I may have me a great Christmas uh, uh, present being able to watch the, my, my Lakers play, but I did not want to watch that. You already know. Yes, you heard me adamant about it, and uh, I don't want them to, to suck me in, but I'm excited to hear about this. Uh, it sounds like they're starting to click. I want in ham we trust. I want to get there. I want Anthony. I want the team to be healthy. I, I believe this. These three gentlemen can do it. Look, okay, okay. Confession time. Confession time. <laughs> I went to the and I saw this cat named Ronnie Walker. Yo, who is this dude? <laughs> when they came to San Antonio, I was there for Thanksgiving. Great seats. Took my nephews, man. That was the first time they went to an NBA game. They got to see AD, LeBron, Russ, and this cat Walker the fourth. I don't know who that dude was, but if he's part of their trilogy, like that starting three, dude was something fierce. So I have Pete. Because I went in person and it was Central Standard Time Zone. And had I been back here early enough, <laughs> trust and believe, I would have been downtown at the Capital One Arena. I would have watched them guys live live yesterday. But I I have peeped the roster. I am quite intrigued. Again, this Lonnie Walker dude uh, that looks something special. Uh, just seeing how they're working together. Uh, stay healthy. That's all we need. But Understanding what they did against the Bucks last weekend, that 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 actually made me sleep a little better, considering what the USC Trojans did. So I understand that part. And then I happened to watch the Hulu uh, TV special series on the Lakers. So getting caught in the nostalgia, you got to watch this one. This is the real one. Winning time they, they're interviewing the Bus family. So okay. watching that that ends the series ends with the current day Lakers right after they won the championship. So it is still real time. They take us all the way up from uh, Magic. and I mean, it's really, really great. Uh, definitely worth the watch. So to see that, and in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, I wonder did LeBron and AD, and they were interviewed in this, so which made it even more powerful. And there's a strong Kobe piece in there too. So, okay. I, I, you know, 
do they understand? And part of me wants me to believe that AD has accepted this role as a Laker, understands how meaningful that is. He could be more of a Laker than LeBron will be because he has more time left in his career. And if he can do what he needs to do, they get that second championship. I'm not getting too excited, but get that second championship. LeBron will, you know, retire to the sunset. The plan has always been that it would be the keys would be the AD. And he continues performing like this, man. So it'd be great to see uh, them recover. And what a great story to go from, you know, 10 games under 500 to becoming a playoff team, a fourth seed. And I read another article that said, hey, there are only three or four games out for being the fourth seed, uh, fourth place in the West. So there's opportunities. There's opportunities. Yes. There's early, but it would be great to see a LeBron-led team perform like we've always watched over his 20-year career. Don't shortchange us now that you get to the Lakers. I don't care how many movies you put out. You need to be uh, putting out uh, triple doubles and everything else like you were doing when you were in Miami and Cleveland. Don't don't shortchange us at the tail end of your career. Got it. Well said. Thank you. I, I, I'm trying to reel you in. And at the same time, I said, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> so you stay right there on the sideline. Let me update you as needed. Brother, we're at the end of the show, man. We're at the end of the show. I've had fun. I've had a great time. My last take is it's it's flu season, guys, and flu flu has risen. It's at an all time high. Uh, It's affecting just about everyone, but especially our elderly and those who have comorbidities. So please, the the same things that we were doing with social distancing, wearing masks, Right now, CDC is saying mask may not be mandatory, but it, it, it may you should actually consider it, especially if you're indoors. If you're sick, not feeling well, stay home. OK, uh, and then COVID is still on the rise. And so uh, vaccinate, uh, hand sanitize, hand hygiene, all those things still work. They still are applicable. And then we got the RSV. So uh, please, 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 please just be community conscious, you know, with those that are compromised, immune compromised right now. I pray as we go through the holiday season that everybody has a wonderful, safe holiday. We have family that are sick. We have family that are not doing well. We have the bed bound. We have the homebound. We have those in rehabilitation. We have people in the hospital. We got family and friends to be loving and concerned about. Let's keep them in our forefront and our forefront and pray for them as well. So, that's Tim, me, uh, taking it to the house. And that's it. See you next week. Thanks, Unc. I concur. Everyone, take care and be safe and exercise great personal hygiene. It's going to get cold and people are going to get those sniffles. But on that note, there were some sniffles happening in North Carolina this last week. Yes, my daughter and her team, I give props to a lady, Lady Simone Herbin. Her and her team, ninth grade team out of Virginia, went down North Carolina in a college soccer showcase, a college ID camp, and they whipped Boutang. That's right, Sniffles. They versed people out of Georgia, out of New Jersey, Florida, and my girls handled it. They walked away with a 2-0-1 record. That's right, two wins, one tie. And so I'm so proud of them and that team. They handled their business. My daughter plays defense. She has she has fell in love with that position. 
uh, as a number three. I'm still learning the 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 terms. She's a number three, but she's a shutdown corner. I mean, it was awesome. Knows how to put body, and no one scored on her side. No one scored on her side. She shut it down. So I'm so proud of her. And I also like give props to my nephew, Lucky, aka Mikey, aka real name Michael Miyabaka Myers Jr., who will be tomorrow a freshman playing in the track uh, indoor track season, running a 55 and a 300 meters. He's gonna do his thing, and so I'm so excited okay. uh, to watch these young athletes, scholar athletes, both of which got over 3.8 GPA, handling it. Okay, so I'm excited. Proud uncle here, proud father. I'm excited. You all support your children, support those yes. kids you adopted, support your nephews, your nieces. Look, they need us in a community. They need to see us. And I'm talking about us as men. Be there. Handle your business and the support. It means a lot. It carries a lot and it builds memories and it shows when we're present, big things happen. On that note, let's make big things happen. Enjoy this week as we start uh, this final week of, uh, well, we just wrapped up the last day of the football season. So I just want to say, everybody, be safe. Enjoy you. We had a great time today. Take it to the houses out. Check us out on all our social media platforms. Holla. 